you can never celebrate and honor women enough. These everyday heroes do what it takes to keep the family, community, and culture strong. The fourth annual Heroin Legacy Honors Brunch and Magazine Reveal Events will tell their stories of perseverance, love, loss, and wisdom. The event will be held Saturday, March 9th, 2019 at 10 a.m. at the Alpha Memphis Foundation in Whitehaven. The creator of this event, T.J. Jefferson, was interviewed on Verbally Effective back in March discussing the brunch and sold out. You will leave feeling encouraged and inspired. This is Cynthia Daniels, Chief Event Strategist of Cynthia Daniels and & Company, and I'm on Verbally Effective Podcast with Ina Esco. Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me. And today I have two very creative sisters from Memphis 10. First up, I have Faiza Husnia, who is a professional hair and makeup artist from the M. And she has a lot going on in her world that she's going to share with us today. In addition, I have her sister, Manira Safia, and she's a writer and filmmaker, most notably known for Juntland. So we're going to start first with Faiza Husnia. What's up, lady? How are you? Hey, girlfriend. What's going on? Man, you got it. You look so pretty. Thank Your you. hair and makeup. But I mean, that's what I expected because, you know, you are the professional and everything. So you are really banging today. Thank you. Some would say I'm extra, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. You get a lot of extra. Oh, yeah. Well, why? Like, you go to, like, the coffee shop, suited and booted, like, stuff like that? Or... Not necessarily. Like, even if going to an event, maybe, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, God, here she come being extra. I'm like, this is... It's, just me. it's a show, baby. Ah! It's always. So you've always been around, like you said, it's a show. Mm-hmm. So growing up, tell me about growing up. I know you got like 10 brothers and sisters, right? Yes. A big family. Big family. I am number six out of 10. My mother was an actress in the mm-hmm. theater. So I grew up, you know, backstage all I saw was lights. All I saw was productions, hair, makeup, wardrobe. It was, I knew this is when, that was when I knew that I wanted to work in production. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know how, but as I got older, I just became more creative. Like I would just craft stuff. I was always doing hair. Mm-hmm. I started doing hair maybe like 13. Mm-hmm. I was braiding people's hair and all this kind of stuff. But, I love the theater. I love creating. So Okay. And yeah. and you grew up in Memphis, right? Yep. So Born you were in the theater here in the city of Memphis growing Born up. Like raised. which theaters were you all you So know, are they still around? Yeah. Playhouse okay. on the Square. Okay. Circuit Playhouse. Evergreen Theater. Um, it would be some plays at Theater Memphis. Mm-hmm. But my mother would travel a lot. Mm-hmm. So, and she had all these kids. I don't know how she did. I have one, and I want to lose my mind. Like, yeah. the stress of taking care of a child. I understand. And trying to pursue your dream. Very hard. Ain't no and way. she had all of you with her. So, by this time, I think it was, like, five of us. But even then, that's... That's still a lot. 
and and that's good they allowed her to do that yeah. you know that's yeah. awesome so you were seeing your mom on the on the big stage and you was and then so you eventually said i want to do something with this yes like i just i love the the group work of it all just minds coming together and creating an amazing product mm -hmm. And that's why my level, my standard is so high because mm -hmm. I grew around production. So anything you put on, it's a production. Mm -hmm. it's, it shouldn't just be lackluster and just whatever. Yeah. You should come away with an experience, like an amazing experience. I agree. So, um, but we'll get into that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So tell me about like your first professional gig. What was it? What was it? Who was it? What did you have to do? I think my first professional gig was New York Fashion Week. Wow. First one, New yeah. York Fashion Week? Yeah. How did that come about? I don't... I had friends that had moved to New York. And by this time, like, let me just kind of go back. When I started professionally doing this, I stalked this photographer that mm -hmm. lived in Memphis for a year. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're going to work with me? Because I knew if I worked with him... People would see my work. And not only that, he was incredible. Like, Vogue magazine kind of stuff in Memphis. Who was it? Regis Lawson. I love you, Regis. Okay. Um, Lawson. He, of course, moved out of Memphis and is doing great things. But, um, so that's how people start seeing that I do, like, high fashion kind of stuff. Um, and it was kind of like just word of mouth. I remember going because my friend had moved to New York and... Some people had saw my work and they were like, we want to work with you. And it was just, I mean, I would go every year mm -hmm. and just get into parties, get into after. It was just incredible. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning of my career when I was doing fashion. And it's really not much money in fashion. Mm -hmm. It is. So that's why I made the transition into film. So when you say doing fashion, is that more so styling, styling people? I did the hair and makeup. The hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I used to style, I used to like doing complete looks because mm -hmm. I'm a perfectionist and I wasn't seeing what I wanted to see. Mm -hmm. Something was always off. Like mm -hmm. if you have a hair, a hairstylist, a makeup artist, and a stylist that don't really, aren't trained in what they do. And y'all just doing it something. It could be a mess. Huh? It looked like a mess. <laughs> Especially if they're not on the same page or have worked together. Yeah. And they have different visions, I would think. Because a lot, you have to understand, a lot of these professional people, they actually went to school for this. So, like, that messy styling look, it's, an, it's a strategy to that. It's mm -hmm. art. Like, it, so I was just seeing stuff that didn't really look right. Mm -hmm. Fashion in Memphis, there are fashionable people here, but... When you're trying to do a specific thing like high fashion, you have to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because that's why most of it just kind of looks not really put together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm in New York and all these places and, and working with people that study this. Like, mm -hmm. it's not just something we're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> they study all the great stylists. Mm -hmm. Like, they're actually students. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do with my stuff. I study all the great hair and makeup artists. Like, I'm reading constantly. I'm watching documentaries on them. Because mm -hmm. I want to be that level mm -hmm. of talent. I know because everybody right. does hair. Everybody does makeup. 
but to be become a master is like mm-hmm. it takes a lot more work. Mm-hmm. And it, some people don't want to do the work. No, <laughs> no. But you you sound very passionate about it. Lady. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to be insane to try to do this for a career, mm-hmm. like. Because it's hard. <laughs> Are the people hard to work with, or is it hard getting through certain doors? Yeah. All that. It's. you talking about high-end fashion. Oh, yeah. It's super cutthroat, super competitive. But, you know, for me, when I'm in these other places, I don't really feel that competition from people. Mm-hmm. It's more of everybody's just trying to get better. We can collaborate. Um, it's hard to make a career out of being a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really make money being a makeup artist. Like you'll see people on Instagram, it, that ain't real money. Like it's not you. You're not really a, You're not really building wealth mm-hmm. from it. Cause it seemed like maybe. It's a hustle. It like, is. Like, because you got so many appointments. You book for a wedding. You got here, there, here. Is this you piecing know, it all together? Yeah, $85 here. And <laughs> everybody's not going to want their makeup done. Like, everybody is learning how to do their makeup. Mm-hmm. So just, like, getting around all of that and making it work for you, mm-hmm. it's hard. Yeah. Because you, you haven't utilized social media to, I guess, promote what you do. I've never I've really noticed promoted. That. I just I've post. And <clears throat> because it's not about your talent, it's about if people want to work with you. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do how well you apply makeup or do hair. Mm. For me, that was my thing. Other people were doing the work for me. So when I go on the set, I'm professional. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm on time. Now, isn't is it that a, a very important piece of being uh, in in this profession, being on time? Correct? Absolutely, because that's why they're shocked when I am. Yeah, and that's that that is what grows my business. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm the best hair and makeup artist. I think I'm good at what I do, mm-hmm. but the relationships that you build is the most important thing. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. about this industry. It's not really about your talent. Mm. It's about who wants to work with you and how often they want to work with you. Wow, developing relationships. It's, that's what it's all about. Because I was just about to ask you, you know, what type of challenges and misconceptions are there about a hair or makeup artist? And you just told me, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much where it is. Yeah. Wow. So I don't, like, I don't get online and, like, you know, book me or... It says, this is my work. Mm-hmm. This so is what I do. when you present your work to someone new that um, you're pursuing, do you do you pursue? So you have a portfolio at this point. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty much speaks for itself. And I never really share my portfolio or never really have to sell myself. Your name must be long <laughs> in the game. You know, if you <laughs> you ain't got to do ABC, that means your name is long in the business. Oh, yeah. Like, I've been in this, I've been doing this for. How long? My daughter was, like, maybe two when I started. Mm-hmm. So, like, eight years, nine years. Okay. Um. But, yeah, I never really 
have to promote or mm-hmm. because if it's a project in Memphis, if it's something to do with filming or music video or they're going to throw my name in. If it's a big production company, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, you need to call Faiza. What and else? they don't ask me for a resume. They don't. But that's what I'm saying is word of mouth. And word of mouth. Because it's kind of a small industry. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows each other. So, of course, whenever somebody comes in town, they're going to go to that top person. Mm-hmm. And that's how I get 99.9% of my job. These celebrities coming through through town, they're calling Faiza. Yeah, when, you know, St. Jude has something. Mm-hmm. If a celebrity is coming through there, if they're doing a commercial. So it's just like a lot of different kind of talent. And then they refer me to other people. That's awesome. So somebody is always kind of calling me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, but I just have... A track record and a history of being consistent. Yeah. When I've been sick, I showed up. I showed up with an abscess like this big on my jaw mm-hmm. one time. I'm girl. I believe you because <laughs> I, I I feel like I feel you when you say being consistent. Yeah. That's the key. Mm-hmm. You know, of of really growing your business yeah. and letting people know that you're gonna be there. Yeah. Showing up is the first thing. Yeah. So I feel you on that. I feel you on that. So. Faiza, you deep in the game. What kind of advice do you have for these young ladies we are seeing on Instagram that that want to, you know, work with, you know, high-end clients like you do? What what should they be doing right now? Um, Do you agree with them promoting themselves on social media? Oh, absolutely. Like, you have to. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, the, the industry is so saturated. But... Just keeping in mind that's not really how you book people. That's not really how you gain your relationships. My advice is to leave your attitude and your pride and your ego at the door Mm. because these projects are not about you. When a director tells you something, even if however he say it, just say, okay, yeah, I I can change. You are accommodating because it has nothing to do with how good you think you are. People going to think your stuff is trash. Um, And that's what I've come in contact with, with trying to work with people here, Mm -hmm. is they don't understand the concept that this is not about you, like, at all. You got to humble yourself. All the way down. (laughs) Like, we are, every time I show up to set, I am a student. Like, that's just my attitude. Or when I work with, like, the Brian Banks movie, working with, makeup artists that have worked on X-Men and, you know, one of them went on to work on Black Panther and, like, just all these big blockbuster mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I'm a student. Like, you're always learning. But the attitude here is just kind of, oh, I know it all and mm-hmm. I, I, I do the best makeup. And I'm like, that's fine if you think that, mm-hmm. but you can't come in here okay, with that attitude. So you've actually <laughs> witnessed this on set before, like, that type of I've seen it. I hear about it all the time. That's why I'm just kind of away in the cut. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll help you. Like, I give free game. I'll give you advice if you call me. Mm -hmm. But you have to get over yourself first. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you, we see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the talent is incredible. Yeah. Like, these girls are amazing. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that, that would be an obstacle. 
So with that being said, do you feel appreciated in this line of work in, in, in the capacity that you work in? Like you said, when, when I go to a, a, on a new project, you know, I'm accommodating. Do you feel that you are appreciated in your line of work? Oh, absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. I've never had, I can't say I've had like a negative or bad experience. Mm -hmm. I just know how the movie industry works. Everybody is, is rushed. And if I'm talking kind of crazy, I don't mean it personally. It's just kind of, um, it's just very fast paced, Mm -hmm. but I'm always taken care of. Like they accommodate me and I accommodate them. Yeah, pretty much. Because y'all just, both need each other. We're a family. <laughs> we are in this together. And that's that's how it's seen. So. Okay. So since you've been in this world, what has been some of your favorite projects? Um, <laughs> and what do you prefer? Do you prefer, you know, the production on the stage, the big screen, you know, videos? Is there a particular set that you like to be in? I a particular do. setting? love doing music videos um i do love doing short films i've seen you on a short film on, on your sister's yeah. short film <laughs> i've been looking at Faiza and i've acting. been like i've been on a couple different ones like it's always directors like go in there and do something i'm like okay but it's just like whatever it takes to get the shot i don't want to do it because i'm shy but it's just like if y'all need me to do it it's whatever mm-hmm. um what else? Like, I I do like working on TV shows and films. Um, films are very stressful, though. Like, you could probably kind of have, like, a nervous breakdown. Why? Because it's, like, long, long hours. Long hours. And then you just see why people do cocaine. Like, why? you understand. Because they, they are up. Like. And they got to be on nonstop. it, on it, on it. 16 hours, you come back and forth. 16 hours, you come. I'm like, uh, I can just do that, like, maybe once or twice a year. Mm. the minimum um on film oh yeah yeah but um how long does a film like what's the average amount of time like a half a year to make or does it just depend um it's usually when you're in college i think she's trying to get in um (laughs) it is usually Like, the minimum most times is 42 days. 42 days. Yeah. So, like, a little over a month to make mm-hmm. a film? That's mm-hmm. not bad. But they can go on to three months. They can go on for four months. So, the TV show that's coming here, like, if I work on it, it could go on and, and on pretty much. If it gets mm-hmm. renewed, it's... Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's the hope, is for it to be yeah. renewed. Yeah. Like, I worked on um, <laughs> Sun Studios. Well, it was called Million Dollar Quartet. And I think they only did a season. But that is, you know, we hope for more things to come to Memphis. Mm -hmm. And we hope to have more people that are quality to work on us. Okay, let's just do a... Okay, so, um, you know, which one did you say that you prefer? The film, the screen, the big screen, the music? You said music videos were one of I your favorites. I do favorite. love music videos, yeah. What do you like about them? They're more fast-paced and quick to do. They are. <laughs> like, you, it's, it's over quicker. 
most times it's like I get to do more creative stuff because I started as like an avant-garde artist. So I love fantasy hair and makeup, hair pieces, like really creative technique-based stuff, special effects. And I don't really get to do that in Memphis. So most often than not, like short films, it's more, you know, I get to make wigs and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I do work like working on period piece films. So like, 1950s, 1920s, 1800s. Yeah, I feel like you can really get creative yeah. on that. So that's my thing. Like, mm-hmm. like I, my my dream would be to work with like a Tim Burton movie. Like that's mm-hmm. my kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of mind that I have. Mm-hmm. So when you don't really get to express that, you're just like not really happy. Right. I'm thankful for everything that I get to do. Because Memphis is more of like a commercial city. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that's what makes money here. Mm-hmm. But um, I definitely love Unfunk Art. Like, just mm-hmm. fantasy and... Because <laughs> I'm always in La La Land. Really? I think I think it's coming. You're going to get exactly what you want. Yeah. Just being consistent. So, and then meeting the right people. Mm-hmm. Developing those relationships. So, what can we do for Memphis to get on board with more of the... <laughs> avant-garde and period pieces and some of this more creative type. I mean, I I see the potential. I see the talent. But like I said, it's going to take more than that. It's going to take discipline and structure and not just solely being Mm self-taught because it's a structure to how um, a movie, like the run of a movie, it's Mm -hmm. a certain etiquette with it. And a lot of people don't have that here. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of films and stuff, they have to go and hire outside people, mm-hmm. fly people in from New York. And most cities don't do that. You have your crew of talent in that city. Wow. Here it's just kind of... We're flying people in. Oh, yeah, they flying people in. Mm-hmm. They just, you know. But it, the pool of talent is not big enough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's talented people. But they, they're, they're not doing the techniques that they're doing in L.A. and New York. Mm-hmm. And that means you have to go learn it. Yeah. And a lot of people here is just kind of... Moving away. We're just going to... Yeah, the good ones move away. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, okay, podcast listeners, we got a sister in the building now. I'm sorry, I'm late. So they going to cut up. Girl, you good. Hi, Minera. Hi. Let's, yeah, let's get your mic right and just yes. get it in front of you so you won't have to touch it. Yeah, you good. No hands. <laughs> do it with no hands. Oh, my God. We're going to get nasty. <laughs> okay. 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 So we, we got we got Manira Safia. Good. Yeah, I said it. I you said, said it. That's right. That's right. Writer, filmmaker, uh, you know, creator of Juntland <laughs> in the building. What's up, Miss Lady? Hey, sorry I'm late. Girl, you I good. I was at work. You got <laughs> shit to do, right? Yes, I do. I know. I, I know you're a busy lady. Got bills. I'm a girl. I bills, already bills, know. Bills. Look, we started the pod with Faiza, and she's been updating us on mm. everything she's been doing creatively. What's she doing? Shade. Oh, she's shading you. <laughs> she what? is. What's she, she never doing? knows what's going on. She is <laughs> working on an upcoming movie. You didn't know she is okay, getting I ready. Hear you. I see you. Because all she do is like. <laughs> What did you say? Huh? What are you gonna Nothing. say? Nothing. No, I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. Do y'all hang out a lot, first of all? Um, probably too much. Well, I, I hang out with her child. Yeah. 
You the second mama. She the she's the, the third, ultimate. Fourth, it just depends on how she's feeling. If I am the second mama or or the the, the third, fourth, fifth. They're besties. I don't know. They're, They're besties. besties. Wow. They're just like. Isn't that something? You all growing up in a huge family. Now you all have kids. I don't think you have. Mm-mm. You don't have any kids. No. You jump landing around here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta get the hoe at my system oh. first. Hey, sometimes you gotta do Is that. It. Can I say that? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You can. Say I don't know what. Whatever you okay. want to say, you can say yeah. whatever you want. It's say. important. You gotta knock it on out of there. So when we began, I asked her how was it growing up. I want to get your. Uh, perception on growing what did up. she say first of it all it was all great she talked about growing up you know in in a production world mm-hmm. uh, with your mom yeah it was uh, lots of drama on and off stage um a lot of girls in one house in one room at one point How as you can girls? imagine there were four in the house okay four five five yeah i forgot one See, that's that's how many girls there were. Five mm-hmm. girls in the house and four boys. So if you could just imagine all the uteruses I know. Um, in one space. Clogged toilets. And then, yeah. you know, the emotions. Mm-hmm. And, but y'all had a few penises, so how, what was the dynamic with your brothers? Really they were big factor. No, not not then or now. They're, they're very, they're, their personalities are, they're very reserved. Yeah. I think the women inherited all of the large personalities we're like, we're alpha females i very believe much so. you're very dominant oh wow and they just kind of yeah they're just there to the back and they're there they're here <laughs> are they supportive of yeah. what the ladies yeah. are doing yeah. okay but they're like behind the scenes mm-hmm. yeah. Cause... yeah okay okay yep. that's so true yep I didn't oh even think wow about we're kind of like the kardashians that's the only way i can that's the only way i will compare it khalil does remind me of rob yeah like the women in the kardashian jenner mm-hmm. Dynasty, whatever you want to call it, they are the personalities, and the men are just kind of. Yeah. They either go crazy or <laughs> they're just, they're just there. It's, it's funny you mentioned the Kardashians. Like with you all being creatives, what do you think about like, you know, mm-hmm. all of this reality show, uh, reality <laughs> TV, even you know, putting your life out there like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy some reality shows. It's actually a form of self-care for me. If I can watch just... Yeah, it's very entertaining. I I watch the Kardashians. I I prefer their show to a lot of the other ones because their problems are minimal. Mm -hmm. They don't try to create a whole bunch of moments where they're throwing drinks in each other's faces and... And I can relate, again, with yeah. having a large family, I do see similar similarities in some of their behavior and then some of the behaviors of, you know, me and my siblings. So mm-hmm. um, having said that, they, they, uh, I don't know. If I knew them in real life, I'd probably be annoyed by them. Annoyed? Yeah. <laughs> I would just be looking at, like, how fake their asses are. Yeah. Because the least you can do is get an ass that is, you know, proportionate to your thighs. Right. And I feel like it's you really disrespectful to me for you yeah. to make me try to think that that's a real yeah. ass. So all the money and not a good ass. I don't understand that. Yeah, all the money. You're right. Because when those pictures came out of Kim on that beach, it was kind of over for her I as far understand. as, I guess, it all these watched. folks' yeah. dreams and It hopes. looks like a deformity at this point. It doesn't even... But I don't know what happens with butt shots or... I don't either. Girl. Why the butt... Oh, I was watching a show on Netflix called Botched or something. Mm-hmm. And it can go well. And then 
it one just, day. It just why? Because that's the risk of plastic surgery. Is oh, it fat man. that they're putting in there, or like it's chemicals? Just, uh, it's just like the the surgery just goes bad, pretty much. That's mm-hmm. weird. Some people they can they can do it and it's. It's because you're sitting on it all the time, and maybe the it sounds like it's disrupting. Yeah, something. something's I don't know. What it is. <laughs> would you all consider any kind of uh, hell yeah surgery? What kind would you? I feel like if everybody had money, they would do something. Yes, I think I'd get my titties just a little bit. I think a lot of women would get their breasts like done at the very little. least. Yeah. So if I get the money, I mean I'm scared. Don't get me wrong, I am terrified. I've never been under besides getting my tooth taken out, and that was wasn't even like. Getting your what? My tooth. Oh, I, I had like tooth. twilight anesthesia. <laughs> what? What? No. I'm terrified of like going under and, you know, surgery and the recovery because you never know how that stuff could turn out. People die. I don't want to be the bitch that dies mm-hmm. after getting my stomach sucked out. Like, I, I am don't want to. I'm a hypochondriac. I'm going to go in surgery knowing I'm going to die. Yeah. Would so. you get something done? Oh, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what would you want done? I mean, I would get like minor stuff like filler or. <laughs> <laughs> the little stuff you don't but need. But I feel like black women look weird when we get yeah. that type of stuff in our face. Yeah, because but but mean. no, let me tell y'all. I went I went to a plastic surgeon this one time. Right, Kari was in in uh, Martin with Jahan. Right. Oh my god. And I just wanted the experience. And like I took my clothes off, and he looked at me. He was like, "Are you serious? What were you trying to get done? Laser lipo." And he was like, girl, was like, put your clothes out. back on. Yeah, he told me to get out. <laughs> but no, he was saying that black women, our skin, it doesn't heal correctly. And we can keloid. And that's yeah. why a lot of plastic surgeons don't like operating oh. on black women. Yeah. Just, oh. We're just different and awesome yeah. and great. Yeah. yeah, We don't need this They shit. scar a lot. I mean, <laughs> some of us might. Yeah. A few. I, I mean, black, <laughs> it largely doesn't crack, but mm-hmm. some of it does. You got to take care of your, yeah. yourself, though, mm-hmm. overall. Yep. Okay, so, Manira, like I asked Faiza, like, um, growing up around the production world, how does that feed into your creative side from, uh, from you growing up? Yeah, it helped cultivate it. Like, it, I formed a pretty uh, acerbic wit early on. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up around the theater, uh, helping behind the scenes and just seeing all of the actors that would come in and out, their talent was like really inspiring. So mm-hmm. I think um, I moved more towards the writing and filmmaking part of things for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why. It's just I was drawn to that mm-hmm. um, part of it. But I definitely don't think it would have happened if we weren't you know, surrounded by the arts Mm -hmm. at an early age and often, so. Did you ever interact with writers and people that actually develop productions, like, at a young age? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, there were a lot of playwrights, uh, specifically. There was a family family friend, Ruby O'Gray. She wrote tons of plays, and we were in some of them as children. So I had examples of of writers, Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of always just kind of always had my own little talent and I mm-hmm. I read a lot I read a lot as a child as well so that helped shape my skill but I don't know that there was any one person in particular that I just looked to as like the ultimate example of you know the writer that I wanted to be when I grew up it was just people here and there so you were pulling from different mm-hmm. from different things now 
you know, everybody knows because I put it out there. I was like, um, what female should I have on the show? A lot of people refer both of you ladies. Okay. And um, <laughs> they was like, they're okay. sisters, get them in there. And so I was already familiar with Jun Land. So, you know, we got a listeners from all over the place. You got to break down a junt. What is, what is a junt, first of all? So a junt is a noun. It's a word that was uh, created in Memphis. As far as I know, I ain't heard it, you know, I haven't heard else. it anywhere else. Um, I don't know when it was created. I don't know if it was the 70s with somebody drunk uncle. I don't know when it started, but I just don't remember a life without the word John. It's a down. It's a person, place, or thing. But as it relates to a person, it's a lover, a, a potential lover, you know, somebody you find fine, sexy, whatever. Um, and I called Juntland Juntland because... Uh, it's a female-centered universe, and as far as I'm concerned, like women have always been viewed as junts, as being you know sexually objectified and all the time. So it was, it's a place where I'm exploring that whole premise, um, how women are viewed as junts, and how we choose to opt in or out of it, and uh, all the things that come with it. So wow. that is juntland. That's how it started out initially, kind of like my diary. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And other women's diaries mm-hmm. as far as dealing with the opposite sex mm-hmm. and all the things that come with it. But I'm trying to um, give it a little bit more breath going going forward, incorporating other deep. stuff. You get pretty yeah, deep. I and, try. And, and it's entertaining and like, oh, my God, did they just say that? Like, yeah. you get some value. shock value. Really? <laughs> but I feel like it's just stuff that people say, like, in real life. Anyway. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, I'm really loving it. Now, what it makes me think about is, you know, everything seems Memphis-based, like, you know, the vernacular on there, um, you know, it is Mm Memphis-based. Like, are you pulling from certain parts of Memphis or certain pieces of growing up or just what you encounter every day? Yeah, just what I encounter every day. Like, I, I don't have any one experience of living in Memphis. I've been exposed to all different kind of people, so... If I hear something and it sticks with me, then it'll probably show up in Juntland. But, like, the Memphis vernacular is just so funny. It's different. (laughs) Just all the ways you can say Maine, like the emphasis, and you know what it means. Mm -hmm. It was like, Maine, Maine. Like that. Yeah. Come on, Maine. (laughs) Like, it's just. What is it? Inflections? Yeah. Yeah. The inflections are everything. And, um. You can just walk into a store and you see a guy come in pulling up his pants and just the just the way he talks, like the cadence yeah. in his voice is just entertaining to me. And yeah. he's just being himself, but it's like it's, it inspires me mm-hmm. to write stuff. And these people don't even you know. You need to write a Memphis movie. You know how like it's Friday, like oh those movies that are. <laughs> like for one weekend. That wasn't hustling the flow. <laughs> No, we need Manira. Uh, what? <laughs> Why did I start scratching the head? Was it not hustling and flow? No, it wasn't. Okay. Maybe that was but the you beginning. Know, you know, like a movie that's, I guess, synonymous. I'm trying to use big words. With the city. You know I know. How, yeah. I know. Like, that would LA be. have that, like, cult classic film or, like, 
It's got to be Friday somebody from Memphis to do it because we can't have nobody come in. Would you and... be interested in working on something like that, or is that not even in your goals? Because it got to right be now? like the, the man at the every time you go to the corner store, it's a dude coming. Hey man, every time <laughs> it is. And we got to show how if you if you're a woman and you drive up to the gas station and you yeah. see four or five dudes, that would be good. That, that would be Memphis. cute, or even like a documentary. There's there. Have you seen Memphis Magic? No. What's well, about Memphis Magic? It's really good. I encourage everybody oh, out there to. Memphis Magic. I don't know. I think it'll be in select theaters, but um, it has a lot of Memphis history in it that I didn't I know about. Um, yeah. So I saw it at Indie Memphis, but um, there's documentaries out there. But you're right. There probably does need to be like some kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. Feature film Definitely. about Memphis. They give me some money. Yeah. They that give you some money, like, man. On point. I'm just saying. She's just trying to do the makeup. That would be cute. She don't care about no story. That would be cute. Now, let's back up a little bit. Now, (laughs) I know you said that, like, Juntland kind of derived from, like, your dating world Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. What could you say about the dating world in Memphis right now? Oh, God. Is there... Is it a dating world? Are you online a lot? What are you doing? No. Like, I have absolutely no desire right now to... I mean, I have a roster, but I don't have any desire to <laughs> get out there. Of that. It, yeah, you're with the roster. With everybody. Everybody yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just dating <laughs> fatigue. Like I'm fatigued. Like mm-hmm. unless I don't know, Jesus will have to come to the door and start dating me. But mm-hmm. it's like I said, women outnumber men here. Mm-hmm. You know, more than two to one, and then you have to think about. Those men, they're knocked out by oh so many things. Maybe they got four or five baby mamas. Maybe they mm-hmm. working at a temp job and they, and they don't see themselves, you know, moving beyond that. Maybe um, they're just not upwardly mobile. Yeah. And women, so much. A lot of the time, we're raised to be independent, mm-hmm. and then you have these men who just need to be coddled, and I just don't want to do it. And there's so much teaching that we have to do i don't want to teach nobody else i'm right. tired <laughs> like seriously like, can you just know can you just know and it's a lot of the times it's not their fault yeah. because they're growing up in broken homes mm-hmm. and the only father figures they have are like some old nasty uncle who just calls women females all day and you know and so you have to come along and shape these men, and then it may pay off or it may not. And I'm just, I don't oh, care right. to go through the whole process right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've been told my man is a white man. I don't know where he's That's at. Would you date a white guy? Yeah. You've dated white guys? No. Before? No, but you would. I would I would date any ethnicity. Okay. As long as he cute. Yeah. So that's number and one. He, he got to be cute. I mean, maybe it shouldn't be number one, but I need to be attracted to you. Right. You do need to be yeah. attracted. You need to be cute to me. You don't have yeah. to be cute to everybody, mm-hmm. but you have to be intelligent. Like I said, upwardly mobile, cultured. Like, I'm not saying you got to have a passport, but that should be on your list of things you to do. You got to stick with your people, man. You gotta raise. I, yeah, she I can't. Open, Mike. Young king, look, Mike, girl, bye. <laughs> I had me a biracial queen <laughs> or king. Oh wow! Okay, Manera. Okay. No. okay, so let me ask you this. Let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you first began um, put Juntland out there, how was the response from 
from the people here in Memphis? Um, well, I went viral. <laughs> that was like the first, the first post. Yeah, that was the first cartoon, the dating in twenty eighteen cartoon. That was mm-hmm. the first. That was the first video under Jumpland. Mm-hmm. I had some live action videos before that, like the year before, but it it. I had just posted them on my personal, you know, uh, Facebook. And I made the Jumpland page, I think maybe in May. And then I posted the first video in June. I probably had, I don't know, 100 followers or something. Mm -hmm. And then it went, like, immediately to, like, 30,000 within a a month. And um, the reaction was amazing. It was unexpected. But amazing. It was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video traveled far and wide. And it opened up some amazing doors. So That you're currently pursuing. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So what do you want to do with Juntland? The goal is, you know, a television series. That's what uh, we're work- working on mm-hmm. in La La Land right now. Wow. So you've already been taking meetings and... Over the so far at the past six months, uh, just meetings over the phone. Mm-hmm. But next week, uh, I'm I'm gonna be taking meetings in person wow. for about a, for a whole week. So so you got to take off of work for yep. a week. I just put my vacation time in today before okay. I got here. So how are you balancing all of that? Like, you know, I I did come to your event the other night, and and I know Nicole had had talked with you about you know your co-workers knowing what you do and you, mm-hmm. you prefer to not even discuss it, which I feel well, you on that. Some, I will say um, all of my co-workers know, but not my, my supervisors and the my managers there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. completely unaware. And the Daily Memphian did an article on me and I was like, I know I'm about to get found out now because I know these folks read the Daily Memphian. But nobody said anything to me yet. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's not like there would be a problem if they found out. I would just prefer to keep the these two, two Yeah. So, what do you do on your job? I, nine to five. I do the same thing. The same thing. Yeah, for my nine to five that I do for Gently. I create content, wow. you know, video, audio, all that stuff um, for, yeah, consumption online. So, do you, do you get motivated from what you do from your nine to five for Juntland or vice versa? Like, what do uh, you, I know you probably prefer Juntland more because you could be more creative, but yeah. is there, do you love what you do on your nine to five? I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have learned a lot from my nine to five. I've learned a lot of information that I normally, I know I wouldn't have sought in any other way. Mm-hmm. Um. We deal a lot. We're a financial services company, so we deal a lot with finances. And I've learned a lot just doing the videos for um, different pension plans that we have and learning about taxes. And I would never have looked all this stuff up and learned about it. I'm doing a course right now about Alzheimer's and dementia. And it's scaring the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning a lot because I'm being forced to create this content. So... Um, I don't hate it. It does get a little tiring just because I'm doing the same thing in both worlds. And I feel like sometimes I feel like I was I was just like a park ranger or something. So mm-hmm. I could step away from the screen and the editing process. But it's better than, you know, having a job that you hate, which right. a lot of artists 
have nine to fives that they absolutely detest. Yeah. And I'm fortunate that that's not my situation. So. Yes, that is very fortunate, Manera. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really like you can hone your skills on your full-time job into yeah. what you love to do. Mm-hmm. I want to go to L.A. and go to these <laughs> meetings. Come on. I want to go to the meetings next Come week. Come on. So are you, how do you feel about that? Are, do you feel, um, I know you're excited. Are, are there any feelings of, you know, not not knowing what to expect? Absolutely. You know, you, you're doing presenting to them mm-hmm. um, what you want to do, right? Yeah. Um. The one thing I've learned, even though these companies, you know, came to me and approached me, the one thing I've learned that they they don't really do their due diligence mm. in finding out everything that I'm about or that Juntland is about. And so it's having to introduce it to people over and over and over again. Yeah. Like it's the first time that they've ever heard it. So I really I'm I'm learning how to pitch, which is that was my weakness. Like I didn't know how to pitch anything. I didn't know how to sell myself mm-hmm. to anybody. I w- if it was my way, I would just say, okay, I'm dope. Let's just just give me the money. <laughs> right. Let me <laughs> do what I do. Um, but that's not the way it works when people are th- trying to give you money. So, yeah, I'm nervous about it. But, like I said, I feel like I have a product at the end of the day that mm-hmm. people that want. want. So, Do you have management? Yes. They're, okay. they're in L.A., um, and they won't be coming to, with me to all of the meetings. Mm-hmm. A couple of them they will, um, and I, I guess that's a good thing for me because I do need to know how to work a, a room by myself. Yeah, yeah. So. I think you'll be just fine, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, so I really want to know, with you two sisters, will you guys be working on anything together, like a... <laughs> You know, yes, or even your is. other sisters. Are y'all going to, like, do a family project? Or we could. With the kids involved, maybe. <laughs> you know, some fun, fun. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what are we going to do? Are we? I think we, I think we will. <laughs> what I, is it? Look, look. What are we? What are we doing? Look, okay. So we we have a professional hair and makeup. We have a pure D creative writer. What else do we have in the family? Uh, a chef. Oh, we got the food. A working. doctor. Wow. Uh, who else? <laughs> who else in our Not, family? Uh, Jahan is a chemist in childcare. Childcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she does a lot of like after school program stuff. There's a. Uh, what do you call it? Hospitality. Uh, what Khalil do? And he he's a manager, right? Yeah, he's like in the world of hospitality, like restaurant. Yeah, restaurant management. Is I everyone mean, here in Memphis? Yes. Mm-hmm. So so you guys are deeply rooted in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Family still here in Memphis. Yep. Born and still being yep. raised. But we collaborate on stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I ask her to do stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if it's my makeup or acting mm-hmm. in something, I will or, too. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. So we still work together, just not in the same capacity as we used to do with like um, an event that we did called Santa Bazaar. Tell me about that, baby. <laughs> what it was? What was it called? Santa Bazaar. It was. Cine it Bazaar. was. Um, it was a fusion of fashion and film. So Faiza created the fashion part of it and the hair and makeup and I created the films and 
we also had like live um, musical productions or <clears throat> acts or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was a dope event, but I just, it was so much effort and energy putting it. I was putting so much effort and energy into it because I wanted it to be the perfect event mm-hmm. that it was just exhausting. And I, I didn't want to do it for a third year. So, but who knows? Now I might send a bazaar. Yeah, I think now, like, especially for me, we have, or I have a better understanding of production and how to run something and mm-hmm. how to be efficient and effective. Mm-hmm. Because our standard of a production is really high. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like, it has to I be perfect. You. It has to be, we need mm-hmm. a light crew. We need a, mm-hmm. and that- that's the kind of show we like to put on. Mm-hmm. And sister got tired. I was tired. That requires a lot because I'm not. You need a good crew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's go back together. to what we said. Like people yeah. that really know what they're doing, right? In Memphis, right? Mm. So what, what, what that's what we were talking about. Yeah, let's back up a little bit because we were talking about. Faiza was saying that you know, for her particular craft, you know, she's really a student of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just here in Memphis, you know, she feels that she may need to go elsewhere to get some of the opportunities that yeah. she's looking for. Do you feel the same way? I mean, yeah. I don't think. I... That's why I'll be going to L.A. next week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a person, a single person here who could help me yeah. um, achieve the goal that I have. Mm. There's not really... Is it just because LA is about writing screen? That's the mecca, film. like right. Uh, so Memphis can't do globally. Anything for like you. LA is the mecca. Yeah. Like New York is more so theater. Even if you go to New York and you want to work on a television show, they'll tell you to go through LA. Wow. LA is That's the mecca for LA for t- television and uh, film. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we really have uh, an industry here. Uh, any kind of industry, really. Yeah. Fashion, you film. You know what? When I first met your sister, she was saying the same thing. And I said, well, why don't we create it here? And she was like, girl, <laughs> People bye. have had this conversation, I'm sure, <laughs> countless times. But people, yes. people talk about this amongst themselves, but nobody's really saying it to each other. And it's right. just kind of like, but well, we're going to go to this event and support it and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're used to a different standard of something, that's your preference. Yeah, and if it was working for Memphis, that would be okay. But it's mm-hmm. not working. Yeah, that's not and the kind of city it is. They're leaving and going to. They're even going to Nashville. You know, they're, 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 you're losing your best people in Memphis. Yeah, you just think about Justin Timberlake don't come here. Like Yo Gotti don't like come and mingle mm-hmm. with. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, just I have killing. not seen. But they'll go to Atlanta though. Like Atlanta exactly. has exactly. They have come industries here and yeah. get your money. Have Legit. A but yeah. this in Memphis does not breed inspiration. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have all the talent it's in all the, the world, talent here. But, the, but yeah, and the talent moves away. And then they leave. They get they have to. Out. Like yeah. people come here and scout and pluck you out. Yeah. And now you an LA artist. So I guess Memphis is not really claiming to be the mecca of any of these industries. Then when you look at it, like I guess we're yeah. just born great. And mm-hmm. have to move away and to go be greater. Yeah. And that's the thing that is, you have to accept Memphis for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to retire. Dude. 
Get it's the birthing place of like I, like you said, a great artist. Yeah. And then they have if they want to get better, they have to little book all of them. They got to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just wow. people not really accepting that or being like, you know, or I could be slightly cynical, but just this fantasy of, oh, we can do it here, but it, you right now you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's just not enough people that want to do it. And it just takes too much energy. Mm-hmm. And But like you said, like people from Memphis that are really talented, <clears throat> they literally leave and make it big. Mm, like know. they leave and it's like, I don't know. I, don't I, I, back, I really. guess for a town that you live in and have your family here, you will want, you mm-hmm. know, the city that you, you're but in. But they weren't to, really supported here. They what? The, the people that I know. They wouldn't support it. They weren't supported here. Oh, okay. So they just, they don't come back. The, what the, every, <laughs> look, I've had a lot of people on the podcast that say the same thing. Oh, yeah. But it's like, why would you? But besides, you know, coming back to see your family, like, yeah. what is here? What are the viable opportunities yeah. for successful artists? Yeah. When we're talking about arts and creatives and things of that nature, mm-hmm. I, I know it's a lot of development going on yeah. in the city and things of that nature. But there always seems to be development happening. Development. For the past 20 years, like, <laughs> Even when Harrington was was in office, what are it we was developing? Like, it was like there was all. I'm like, but where where is the? And it's but it's I'm less confused. things for people to do here, so it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of apartments. But guess what? Complexes. We're like number one. It's We're it. the number one city for this and that oh, now. And I'm Lord. like, where are they getting these statistics Somebody from? Somebody paid them to. I think they said what we're the number one place to open up a a number one city to open up a business or something, a black owned so. business or something like that. Um, that's great. But like the quality of business, right, Oops. right. Um, like, I, I'm surprised we're a lot of number ones right now, from what I'm seeing. And I'm I was like, that's somebody. interesting. But everybody is leaving. <laughs> okay. I mean, it would be great if this was a a place where the artists could stay and thrive. And but you got to go to LA and get your coin next week. So you not staying. You going. I mean, I'm here for now. For now. But if it gets to the point where I can't, you know, take care of business sufficiently and efficiently here, then I'm, yeah, I'm going to leave. So what if someone in LA wants to buy your show from you? Mm. Then you know you really on to something. I know you're not fit to just sell your baby. No, I I feel like I would have to be a part of it in some capacity. So you would consider it for the right price? If it had the right pieces in there, if it had the right writers. Like if we had some, um, I just saw Aaron Magruder um, posted a, what is happening? Aaron Magruder <laughs> um, is came at, out of hiding and posted a um, a Boondocks uh, sketch the other day. If I had like Boondocks quality writers and a really good showrunner, and you know I had the ability to make some of the final decisions, then yeah, because ideally my my goal is to have a writers' room where I'm not the only person writing everything. Because to me that wouldn't be a full experience. It would just be you know, the best that I could do, but I know that there are other people who, who are excellent and have been doing this for a long time and have their fingers on the pulse of the culture. Um, I would have to be there because Juntland is George. basically a heightened version of Memphis. And if you don't know what Memphis is about, then you can't be on the team. Right. And that's yeah. just what it is. So, Can I become a writer? 
No. I'm trying to add. Um, you can become a consultant <laughs> for hair and makeup. You could be a voice artist, maybe. Wow. Okay, now, maybe. Ladies. Maybe. We'll see. Look, let me ask you guys. I always talk with my guests about some of the topical current events going on. Um, are you guys, are you hip-hop listeners? Do you like hip-hop? Sure. What type of music do you, <laughs> wait a minute, let me, what kind of music y'all listen to I'm in the car right girl. now? Look, I don't listen to the radio, so I don't, What whatever popular songs there are, I learned through my knees. Yeah. Like I just heard, what was that song? Who? Major, young Major. Dog. I had never heard that song See, before. See, that's my son, Dallas. He's 13. That's what he talked about when she talked so about. How old is, is she just made? 11. Oh, yeah. yeah so I don't know what's age. happening. If I don't hear it. But um, you know who Bow Wow is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know who Bow Wow <laughs> yes. is. Okay, so did you guys hear about Bow Wow and his, I think she's his fiance. He always saying everybody's fiance. Give but this that. lady, he's been dating a while. They were at the Super Bowl festivities in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and boom, they got in a fight. The mugshots came across. Bow Wow was towed up. She, yeah. she got him good, yeah. and so his mugshot was uh, her mugshot looked like nothing, nothing happened to her. Oh yeah, I saw that. on her face. Did you see? Did you hear about this? I saw his mugshot. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen hers. So everybody's talking about, you know, the double standards there are, and we really don't know mm-hmm. how that fight went down. Like you said, you didn't see it on, yeah. on on her face. Yeah. But the double standards of men uh, and domestic violence mm-hmm. and things of that nature. What do you guys think about, you know, the the double standard, or is there even one, or should we mm-hmm. call it one? I think everybody should keep their hands to themselves. And if you're grown enough to throw hands, then you should be grown enough to receive as well. Bow Wow is what, four (laughs) foot, five? I don't know how tall she is. (laughs) Um, I I would hope that he didn't initiate any kind of a physical altercation. But if somebody is like literally trying to gouge my eye out, I say take the bitch down. (laughs) And if if it were my nephew, my nephew was what, 11? If there was a girl, and I know his character, like my nephew is a good dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there was a girl on the blacktop trying to throw hands, I'm going to tell him to defend himself. Like yeah. she needs to keep her hands to herself. Um, yeah, if you can try to restrain, fine. But if not, beat her ass. <laughs> I, I don't believe in this don't touch a woman that's shit. Crazy. Like that's, mm-hmm. that is ridiculous. That is crazy. If a woman wants to be grown enough to strike you, she got to be willing to, to, to take the strike back. So. I'm with you. I got two boys. I'm with you on that because these little girls are very aggressive. They are. Days. Very. I just look at the women these days. Okay. And then y'all got all these kids. Yeah. So you're raising little yous. Yeah. And I can't even communicate with y'all half the time. Wow. Girl, we might have a future John Land episode about this very thing, but from a Memphis standpoint, and don't let a woman like spit, spit. Oh lord, spit! You should be stomping your (laughs) your head, firing squad. I don't know why. I don't know why spitting is much worse to me than scratching or punching or whatever. It's some bodily but, uh, fluid coming out of our it's body. The it is. It, it really is. Yep. It really is. So I don't. If now I will say, if the man is decidedly and obviously a large human and this little small petite woman, mm-hmm. then okay, like you're strong enough to like restrain her little ass. Mm-hmm. But if y'all are going tit for tat. And she's skillful. Mm. 
might just got to pop up yeah. one good time <laughs> and go on about your life. I'm not saying stay and turn it into this long, drawn out brawl. Some people just like. It'll be a cycle. Some people just like. Some women like in. <laughs> some people like getting ass. But it's I unfortunate. Know some women like that. It's so unfortunate. It's like, when I hear about that, I'm like. Because nine times out of ten, she's going to call the police and then the guy's going to get arrested. And so I say that, but that happens a lot. Yeah. Yep. It's it a kink. A lot. And that's what yeah. a lot of women need to understand. So many women like are so like, keen messed up. at just immediately hitting people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not, we're grown Where people. From? Use <laughs> your words. What is wrong with you? Did mama let them get away with it. That ain't right. We need some more creatives in the world. Right. That? That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> so are you guys into politics? <clears throat> I will say that I have tried to, um, as a part of my self-care routine, um, because I know that this country is some bullshit and there's there's only so much marching and protesting and, and tweeting and reposting and hashtagging that you can do. And then you realize it really doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're going to do what they want to do yeah. regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to limit um, the time that I take to uh, focus on that stuff because I can do what I can do, you know, in my own backyard, um, in my community and beyond, really. Mm-hmm. But as far as keeping up with all the shit that they're doing it's day by day, keep up yeah. what is What's the point? I want to be informed on issues as far as when I go vote. Like, what yeah. am I voting for, for real? Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these conversations that are happening right now, it's... Just, it's, it's just conversation. It starts with you and your family. Mm-hmm. If you're not taking care of your kids, why are you... Why do you have, <laughs> like... I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are always just talking. And there's so many stouch, like, anti-Trump people and that's understandable because the shit that he's do- he does is untenable but these are the same people who I see treat people in their community like complete shit yeah. and I'm like it's great to be anti-Trump and to be so passionate about being against him but can you be for the people right <laughs> like right. can you really be for the people I just feel like it's a lot of pandering to the black community without really having a solution. Yeah. It's just like let's just get together and struggle and we black and this they they doing this to us. But no, now we're literally doing it to ourselves. <laughs> like we don't trust each other. We don't support each other. It's always a problem. It's always an issue. So I don't have time to worry about Trump or the police <laughs> or because I'm worried about in Memphis these black boys are shooting everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about these little girls that I'm trying to help and y'all mama don't take care of y'all. That's what I'm worried about. I don't have time to worry about white people, really. Because if they want to shut down the government, they're just going to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter what we do. So yeah. And this has literally been going on for decades. Yeah, they, the they not that it's down worse quite a few now, times. We're still talking it's but it's worse now. Like it's two thousand nineteen. We still talking about the same stuff. Same thing. You yeah. know that people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't really you know when people say I don't see color? That's kind of where I'm, like, headed towards. <laughs> so the people, like, it doesn't matter what color you are. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's just crazy. Yeah. But for me as a black woman and with a black child in this world, that's my duty. 
cutting under the to table. do something because girl the number the statistics and how bad things are in Memphis yeah <laughs> yeah if you look at the at the at the news it's it's not good news and just and stuff, I used to work even, in the news and I didn't even, watch the news when I was in the newsroom really? but now they don't in the control room, room. No. stuff that like it's I bad don't know. We need some good so leadership going on to to really do stuff. Now yeah. there are some women, um, in positions now, and I'm hoping that they can affect some change. But mm-hmm. rarely does any real good happen. Because so. it's, it's business. It's just all. You just see how much it's money mm-hmm. and business, and literally leaders have been talking about this for decades. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to change. It's just. That's how things run there. So, oh wow! Just don't oh, wow. have no more kids, y'all. But I do think Memphis about the fact scene. that if Hillary had won and there was like um, twelve years of a Democrat in office, um, just how angry uh, white people would have been, mm-hmm. and we probably would have had a worse president than Trump in office. They would have really been fired up. They would have had a whole lot of pent up aggression and. I mean, if this is the worst, and he's been doing a lot of terrible shit, mm-hmm. but there's always somebody worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that he doesn't get another four years. I would not be surprised if he does, but I'm hoping that people have had enough and, you know, we'll, we'll elect somebody, you know, in the next two years with a little bit more sense. But the one thing I've learned is that, you know, there are a lot of white people in this country, <laughs> yeah, and they will are. get out here and they will vote. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to vote now. Do you think there will ever be a female president Mm. during our lifetime? Maybe. She got to be the right one. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Kamala Harris running? She might won. I feel like, look, Trump is the president. (laughs) Like, I feel like I I need to keep saying this. He is the president. So anybody could be. Anybody can be president. He followed Barack Obama, who had all of the things that you're supposed to have. That you're supposed to have. Yeah, I agree. And he got it just on the strength of being a white man. So why shouldn't anybody yeah. be in the White House? Yeah, that's where the standard is. Now. Yeah. I'm just saying. He is. He is the new standard. <laughs> I want to see a Juntland episode of Trump visiting Memphis. Oh my God! Can you get that together? Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you voice Trump? No, like I think you I'm, can. No, I, I know that I can't. But I'm moving towards trying to find other uh, people to do voices because I'm tired of doing all of them. You, so. We sound too much them. alike for me to do a voice. Hmm? It's my, amazing my that I learned the other night that you do all of the voices. Yeah, I do. That is amazing. So, Thank what? You. How do you prepare to do that? Like to change it up? Uh, I don't know. I just try to manipulate my voice in different ways that don't sound like a another voice. Like the first video, um, the man's voice. And my voice is already deep anyway, but the man's voice, I just fashioned after my brother's voice because mm-hmm. that's kind of how he talks. And then I just did my regular voice for the woman. Do you have a favorite character? Uh, It's probably the, the disappearing nigga. The disappearing nigga. That seems to be iconic. Yeah, that That's seems to be everybody's fave. The disappearing nigga. Yeah. Look, look at my cameraman. <laughs> look at his face. It's like we talk about ghosting, right? Yeah. 
walk us through what ghosting is. Let's see if oh our cameraman God. agrees. <laughs> I have experienced ghosting um, from a couple of different guys, and it always was a result of me not tolerating some bullshit. Right. But ghosting is basically literally disappearing. Like, right. no sign of communication. Is this a new thing? At or all? Is the same I, it's thing, but not, it's evolved. Yeah, it's probably there's just a term for it now. But I'm sure okay. people have been ghosting on people for forever. Um, and it was probably easier to do it then because there wasn't no texting. It was easier then. <laughs> like okay. Rolling Stones. I'm pretty sure that, that's a form of ghosting. You yeah. Just, you hit it and then you just go on to the next town. So that is the ultimate form of ghosting. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's literally like having what you thought was a relationship or a burgeoning relationship. Um, maybe there was a altercation or a difference of opinion, and then one party just completely disappears. Boom. No communication, no like, reason, no fuck? nothing. Are you alive? <laughs> or they could have been having a wonderful relationship mm-hmm. and boom. What caused a ghost in a wonderful relationship? Probably another relationship that, oh. you know, was already there. And yeah, his his wife called oh. or his, his ex came back into the picture and any number of reasons why somebody could ghost. And it's not just men and women do it too, but... um. It's it weird. More? Who does it more? Well, I've only dated men, so I can't. I can't speak for. Do you think maybe I should start dating women? But do you think men go more or women go more? Uh, according to women, men do. And according to men, I could men. see women. I could. I could see women doing it a lot, though. Yeah. Because yeah. we do get a lot of. We can talk to multiple people. Yeah, it's a lot of incoming. It's a lot of a lot of guys trying we don't to have holler. To work for our food. And men do. Um, all they have to do is send me a one a WID text, and I'm not responding to you ever again. So I guess Ooh, I have ghosted. You don't like the WIDs. No. Don't don't send me that. Oh, you don't like acronyms. You can send me that. <laughs> <laughs> you can send it to me if I know you. If we already have established a relationship, I would like an initial contact. <clears throat> yeah, don't send it to me as an initial. Okay. Um, way of trying to get to know me. Um, do you like to text? Yeah, I feel like I I prefer that to well, that's not true. I like to talk on the phone too. But texting is important like throughout the day if you're a busy human, you got some shit going on, popping in your life. Texting is important cuz you don't have time to just, you know, call somebody on the phone a lot of the times. It is I would say it's up there. I think more people text than they do talk on the phone now. I think so. So so. It's important, and if you you're not a good texter, that you gotta you gotta improve. You gotta work on that because that's how we're getting to know each other these days. What makes a good texter? Um, you have to be clear about what you want. Mm-hmm. Don't text me the same thing every day because then it feels like good I'm just yeah I'm I'm good a part of the beautiful. rotation. I'm just a part of the rotation. I need you to take me rotation. out of. <laughs> Take me out of the rotation. The okay. hey, the good morning, the hey, the what you doing. What you doing is okay if it's followed by something else. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I would like to talk to you tonight. What are you doing? I want to uh, go on, take you to this movie. What are you doing? I want to yada, yada, yada. Don't just ask me what I'm doing. And follow and then, people with, oh, okay. That's what I up. can't. I can't. I can't deal <laughs> oh, with okay. it. Okay. Like so I would rather A W. Oh, I would rather. Oh, I would rather you not text me at all than just 
the text that surface. What shit. about grammar and text? Ooh. Grammar, improper grammar will dry my vagina up immediately. <laughs> if you don't know the difference between your and your, I, there's no future. Because then I know that if I get pregnant by you, you can't help our children. Yeah. Like, it's just me. It's just going to be me. And I'm going to have to get a tutor because you don't know grammar. And that's and they're important. okay with it. Like It's not all right. Where did you learn? If I misspell something. <laughs> what about the timeliness of a text? Um, I appreciate morning texts. I do appreciate texts just like in the middle of a work day just to let me know oh, I'm on your mind okay yeah. I appreciate <laughs> seriously women we need to know that we're wanted that we're desired that there is effort there mm-hmm. and if you take the time to put a little effort into your text such as I don't know just just a deeper question like um what is something that inspires you? Yada, yada, yada. Anything other than hey. Right. Because that's not. W-Y-A. Wh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh, like, why? Why do you want to know? I'm out here. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Effort. Wow. That's this, all I asked for. This whole texting thing. What about social media, ladies? What about, are you cool with the guy sliding in the DM? I never respond. So, um, I just don't respond anymore. I have responded to a couple, but it was only because it was guys that I was also already interested in. Okay. But if you ugly, I'm not gone. Hey. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't just be like ugly to deal in the deal. <laughs> like who I'm used to dealing with. Because right. at this point, yeah. it's just safer in Memphis. Because it literally, is. it's. That STD rate is very Maybe. high. And if you meet a guy more, nine times out of ten, he didn't talk to your friend or your yep. cousin or your wow. sister. Wow. So I just, I but do honestly, deal with my I roster. feel like that's the way people are approaching people now is like through social media. I don't really that's see. You out in public, people are looking in their phone. They're not yeah. like looking at you. They're not like physically approaching you. They'll see you probably and be interested and then they'll get right on their phone mm-hmm. and slide in your DM. So... That's wow. how that's how a couple of people have met, and I know a couple of people who are married or are getting married mm-hmm. through social media. Thing, what do you think the future of dating will be? <laughs> um, minus, do you think social media will come out of the equation, or that's a staple? It's just gonna. I wish. Just, you just order what you want. Like, virtual, straight virtual. Mm. These kind of boobs. This kind of. Yeah, you I mean, creating babies now. Messing like, with the embryo. Yeah, so they I heard can about do that. that. Wait, what? Yeah, like mm-hmm. you can like customize your baby. If you got uh, the money. Yeah. yeah. That's can, crazy. The gender and the eye color and all that stuff. But something, they been like something may go babies. wrong with it. Something will be a little you know, off. They, they like might be a psycho. Test, they like to mm. test boundaries. Yeah. But just now, like everybody just kind of removed from each other emotionally. Because mm-hmm. it's just easier now. My ideal man would not have social media. Right. That's what I would prefer. Not many of them exist mm-hmm. because, I mean, social media, it's a, it's a good tool for uh, various reasons. Mm-hmm. So I understand why yeah, people have it, but my God, it could get you in a lot of trouble. What if he says, I want you to delete yours too? You're going to be like, okay, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, w- I want to delete mine. But you do. You my, got business I know, to take care it's of. It's attached <laughs> to that, but wow. I feel like I would 
I would be happier if I wasn't. Yeah. That's ideal for me too. Like I just want to get to the point where I don't need it, or if yeah. I do need it, it's hard. I have somebody taking taking yeah. over because I it's exhausting. Yeah, especially if you have an audience, it's hard to. to and that's why everybody depressed. It. Like suicide rate is so high. Depression it is. is all of so these babies high, who are hanging themselves, so like high. these ten year olds. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't remember like don't growing remember up that. in school, children committing suicide. Like I don't remember are. none of that. None but because we would know it. if that was if yeah. that was happening. Yeah, but it goes into social. It didn't media. affect us like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and we, we knew how to deal with a bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now with the social media impact, I guess it's like on you another just look level. at the numbers. It's real bad. It's horrible. So that's why I don't want to deal with it. It's horrible. If you're in a relationship, I don't think y'all should really deal with it unless it's a business. Wow. Okay, I, mm. I, I fully agree. I, I'm so glad Faiza, you came, Manira, you came, the sisters in the building. Hey. Before we come to a close, I want both of you to kind of speak to some of your long term goals that you have right now with, you know, your craft and your skills and just your desires in this world, being an African American woman. Yeah. Manira, you can go first. Oh, okay. Um,. <laughs> Well, I already kind of spoke about it earlier. My goal is to be on somebody's television screen. Not me physically, but my work. Um, And I just want to be able to bring the experience that is Juntland to the... I want it to be a full black experience because this is is black. Like, I I don't apologize for that. Um, That's who it's for. I would love for others to be able to enjoy it and others do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want to bring Memphis culture to, um, a larger audience and I want, uh, I want there to be a greater appreciation for who we are and what we do right now. I think hustle and flow is, it it has shaped because everybody knows whoop that trick, whoop that trick. Everybody know. Is that the song? They won no, Oscar. Yeah, hard out here for a pimp. Everybody yeah, knows. So deserving. That, <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's more. There to is us a lot than more. That. So it, it seemed like it stopped at that, huh? It did stop at that, a and we are stop. we are nuanced. And that's what people really think. Goes it is on here, in Memphis, and they and that's why people really ask me. You you live here? Yeah. Or, at, or her, other my, my other creative friends, they're just shocked. They and think like, we walk outside to like flying bullets, and I'm like, I've never been involved <laughs> in any kind of yeah. any look of how that. The big screen will shape a person's perception. Yep. So now you have the power to mm-hmm. change a lot. So and that's, that's I my applaud goal. you Thank for you. even tackling that yeah. because hey, it, it it takes it takes a lot. It's it gonna be a, a process though because we, we I'm a black back. woman. You know, yeah, I think it would be much easier as a white dude to walk into a. a uh, meeting and pitch hustle and flow than it is for me to walk girl, in. Girl, I, I wish I could be there to hear but. you pitch because I know you got it down. Oh, Lord. You got it, girl. I'm still working on it. Still How can everybody get in touch with you and see your work? Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and you just type in Juntland and Juntland. I'm right there. <clears throat> right. Faiza, what's up with you, lady? Um, well, recently, like myself and my business. I listed them as two different things. We were accepted in the um, major motion picture database. So now I can do movies and I'm official Mm -hmm. because I was, 
I'm gonna go into that. But um, <laughs> so I'm insured and all of that kind of stuff. So anything that comes through here, I get first dibs. Um, my goal now is to perfect my craft and my art and work less. I've hustled so hard. I've sacrificed so much, like time away from my child. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Paris every summer now. Like, mm -hmm. I want to go on vacation with her. So this was all leading up to this moment. Probably do two or three movies a year, mm -hmm. maybe two. And continue to work on my nonprofit, helping specifically young black girls get trained in the education they need mm -hmm. to work in the movie industry. Because mm -hmm. it's hard. Yeah. I'm always like that one black girl. And yeah. I have to represent, like, I got to be on time. I got to be happy. I can't get an attitude. Even though everybody else is doing that, you know, they get to freely mm -hmm. express, you know, their emotions and, mm -hmm. you know. Are you but, ready? Look, look, Manira, are you ready for that kind of action when you do the big screen stuff that what she's talking about? I mean, I guess I just don't have uh <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like I don't ah! care. If I'm like I'm not an angry person. I don't I don't have an attitude. I really uh, do try to treat everybody with compassion. Um because that's just the way I was reared and that's the way I want to treat people. Mm -hmm. But if I get mad and I have reason, um, I don't just get mad just because yeah. nothing. Mm -hmm. If somebody's made me angry, it's, there is a, a an actual reason for it. So you're going to get my wrath. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a problem being angry when, when I need to be angry, being mad when I need to be mad. Like, we just got to get over. I don't know who came up with the angry black woman thing. I feel like it was yeah. black men. It's man, a known thing, but though. It's... Because I've talked to other hair and makeup artists, black hair and makeup artists in, in the movie industry, and we just, that is a thing. And mm. we have to, like, put on for our people and be mm. professional. And now I ain't going to act like it ain't black women with attitudes. It is. I went to the DMV today, and I was just like, <laughs> is this the requirement? And that's why you're shocked when you get great customer service. Do you have to be an angry black woman to work at the DMV? Because that's all. <laughs> yeah. And you have to have like weird eye shadow as well. Oh I was like, I don't understand the pro the application process. Girl. What's happening here? <laughs> oh, That's the requirements. All I need was a duplicate of my license and you yelling at me. Oh my, oh my. How can everybody get in touch with you, Faiza? Um, Facebook and Instagram and it's under Faiza. What's the underdash thing? Is that an underdash? Underscore. Underscore. Underscore who's <laughs> Look, spell it out for everybody. <laughs> spell it out. F-A-I-Z-A-H underscore H-U-S-N-I-Y-A-H. Awesome, awesome. Who had a chicken and cheese biscuit <laughs> meal with large water? Look, uh, look, one of the jocks up in iHeartMedia had <laughs> it earlier. But ladies, thank you so much for stopping by the Verbally Effective Podcast. We talked about a lot today, and this will actually air on Monday. So cool. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Wait, can you just repeat that last part and just have like, still? Because oh I forgot to. I just want to thank you ladies for coming by the Verbally Effective Podcast. You are our true creatives, and I really appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, girlfriend. <laughs>